My goodness, it's always a great honor to come up and share the Word of God with you. And when we go to God's Word, we go to God's Word together. Did you know that? I pray to God I never have to. I've been in some circumstances as though I felt like I was talking all by myself and I was in the room by myself. But God's people, we need to celebrate this living word, this tangible, glorious, eternal word. There are times that I have a desire that I have to move from digital to literal. And what I mean by that is there are times I need to go, I go to the book and not necessarily just to the device. Because what are we going to do when the power goes out, you know? Well, we're going to have to go to the literal. We're going to have to go to the literal word of God and the written word of God. And God has blessed us as a society to have this in our possession, in our life. Are you glad that you have the word of God accessible in your life? Many times we take things for granted. And I believe that scripture and the word of God and having a Bible Sometimes we can take that for granted in having God's Word. You know, and, and there are countries today that it's illegal to have a Bible. But I'm glad that we live in one that's still accessible. And while it is accessible, don't you think we need to obtain it, take it, take it in and read it and digest it and learn it, to memorize it, let it be a part of our life, let it be a part of our language? Praise the Lord. And so how many here have found that God's word has had great effect in your life? Amen. The Lord has done such great things through his word. I'm going to share tonight just simply a message entitled Authority. And actually it is a continuation of the story line, or storyline and the account we've been going through this past week or so or month talking about the resurrection talking about Jesus and his ministry and his last days ministry here on earth and so we're going to be turning to Matthew's gospel 28 16 through 20 there was an office manager that was complaining in their staff meeting that he wasn't getting any respect the next day, he attached a small sign on his office door, and it read, I'm the boss, exclamation point. Later that day, he returned from lunch to find that somebody had taken and put a note over his sign, and it read, your wife called. She wants her sign back. Authority is defined as power to influence or command thought, opinion, or behavior. I think you and I need to decide tonight whose authority we're going to submit to, whose influence and whose commands and thought and opinion or behavior we're going to yield to is it going to come from the authorities of man or is it going to come from the authority of God? 
Freedom is, authority is freedom granted by one in authority. That there is a releasing of something that occurs when there's authority. Those who are in authority will release things and will cause others to be under the influence and under that authority and commission them to go forth with that authority. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I ask you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will touch each and every one of us that's in this room. Lord, we're opening the scriptures, and we're reading in detail, God, about your purpose and your plan in our life. Anoint me, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, the name that I have placed my life upon that very name. Let the anointing begin to flow through this room, through each and every one of us, God. Let faith arise in this very room. Let it rise up in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 28, 16 through 20. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee. This is after the tomb experience. After Jesus appeared unto them. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee to the mountain which Jesus had appointed for them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. There's a lot to be said in worship. A lot to be said. Those who are in doubt, they won't worship. Why, as a matter of fact, many folks are in doubt about their faith and belief in Christ. It's the reason why some folks don't go to church. Because they're not totally sold out to the fact that Jesus is Lord, that Jesus is alive, and that Jesus is coming back again. And so, therefore, there were some who doubted. Even when they saw him, they doubted that it was Jesus. Now, I'm telling you, I don't think you can get anything more plain and obvious and revealing as it is the resurrected Jesus standing before them. But there were still some who doubted. Jesus did miracles while he was on this earth, while he did his ministry. And he said, if you don't believe me that the Father sent me, then believe in the miracles that I do. Because in them, believe and know that there's a power. And that the only one that can make that happen is God himself. Some doubted. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And, lo, I am with you always, even till the end of the age. Amen. Amen. I like that finalizing nothing more lo I'm with you always even to the end of the age amen amen after Jesus triumphed over the grave and appeared to his disciples he lingered on this planet for another 40 days meeting with his disciples and many others had 
seen him also. During that time, we can only speculate about what the important finishing lessons Jesus shared with his disciples. Let me tell you, you and I know that if someone, when someone leaves this world, it's their last words that we somehow hold on to and, and hang on to. And because the last words are important words. The last words is the finishing of all that, a compilation of all the, the hope, the love, the, the passion. And Jesus, these last days before he sent it back into the Father, he was finishing, giving finishing lessons to his disciples. And it's, it's only by speculations we wonder maybe what Jesus had told his disciples. However, we do see a clear message of his final words. He told the final words that he mentioned to them right before he ascended up into heaven. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples. In the great commission, Jesus said, I possess all authority in heaven and earth. He then released his disciples to take the message of the gospel to all the world. The same authority that he operated in while he walked in this life is now given to us, his church. If there ever was a time and an hour that God's people need to rise up with the gospel message, God's people need to rise up with the truth. God's people need to rise up with the anointing power of the Holy Ghost. God's people need to be able to love in the midst of this environment and this culture of seemingly of hatred. God's people need to rise up in love. God's people need to rise up with the words of Jesus. God's people need to rise up and allow people to know that Jesus Christ is still alive. And he's ready to receive anyone that calls upon his name. He's looking for someone, a disciple, who will go and share the gospel message to the world. Listen, the devil would love to get us distracted. He'd love to get us tied up and tangled up with all of the cares and situations of life. And if we're not careful, we'll allow valuable time to pass. We're so caught up with what we're dealing with on a day-by-day -day basis that we don't even with assertiveness make a decision and an assertive effort to go and fulfill the command that Jesus Christ gave his disciples to go and share the gospel in the world. Now, it's not, it's not like he's sending us out there with nothing. He's sending us out fully equipped. He's sending us out fully furnished. He's sending us out with a word that's going to make a difference in this world. In John 14 and 20, it says, On that day you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Experiencing knowing Jesus is with us. 
How many here tonight could raise your hand and say, there have been experiences in my life where I have known beyond a shadow of a doubt that I am in Christ and Christ is in me. That what was destined to tear you down and to destroy you has only made you stronger and allowed the glory of Christ to shine through you. Remember, if we decrease, he will increase in our life. If, if we make up our mind that to obey him is better than to sing about him, to obey him is greater worship than anything else we could do. When we obey him and we fulfill the great commission then we're telling the world not only am I a Christian but I love Christ with all of my heart authority is is given and never assumed authority is placed upon us you just don't assume that you have it it has to be handed to you. And Jesus says, I give you my authority. I give you my power. I give you my life. Authority is given and never assumed. Authority is delegated power. Delegated power from Christ. He says, all authority is given unto me in, over heaven and earth. And then he sends us out with that authority and that power to deal with the situations of this world. Listen, I believe there's more to us living than just getting through what we're getting through and what we're facing in our life. God has called us to be world changers. God has called us to make a difference in the world uh, that we are light that is shining in darkness. Uh, we're a salt that brings flavor to the blandness of this world uh, we are a power that the world longs for and, and we have a message that brings eternal life that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life authority produces power Matthew 16 7, uh, 13 through 17 familiar verse of scripture when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? I love that. You know, I got to tell you, I got on that a little bit about the Son of Man. You look at the Son of Man. When Jesus said that he referred to himself often as the Son of Man, and the Pharisees hated it. Because in Daniel chapter 7, it declares the great glorious one who ascended with the, the ancient of days. He's called the Son of Man. And they knew that he was claiming, declaring the glory of God and the deity of God in him. So the Pharisees hated it. And John wrote about it in Revelation chapter 1 and declares that the one that's among the seven golden candlesticks declaring to be the Son of Man which is the glorious power of God working through us. Jesus chose. Jesus chose that title, Son of Man. He used that title often, and we are privileged that he did that. That why in heaven, Jesus being God, he could take any form, in any form, in any form, but he takes the form of a man. 
because he loves us and because he's telling each and every one of us that the glory of God can fill the life of every man, that every man can be used for the glory of God and all power and all authority that is given to him is given unto you and I in the name of Jesus Christ. That we are not, we're not pushovers, we're sons of God. Sons and daughters of God. We're sons of God. Children of God. Hallelujah. With the glory of God moving and flowing through us. Now, who do men say that the Son of Man am? So they said, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah, one of the prophets, one of them. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, this is Simon's finest hour right here. I'm telling you. This, this has totally changed Simon Peter, the, the Peter the Rock. For it says here, but whom do you, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ the son of the living God. You are Messiah. You are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And also I say unto you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven having the power to loose and to bind because we have the keys of authority that Jesus Christ has given you and I hallelujah where that we can bind the enemy we can lock him up in the name of Jesus Christ and we can declare and take the keys and loose out and release the, the captives so that they may be free. All believers, you know, having authority and using authority are two separate things. All believers have been given this power from on high, but not everyone operates in their God-given authority. I got to tell you, Pastor, sometimes I'm in a church service and I look around the people and I can sense the presence of God and the glory of the Lord moving and people just standing there. They, they, they can't even be free enough to worship. What do you think the measurement of authority is? Don't you know that the devil knows that those people aren't worshiping? They don't, they don't believe they have any authority in Jesus Christ. That the Lord's given them authority, having authority and using authority are two separate things. All believers have been given this power from on high, but not everyone operates in their God-given authority. According to Matthew 16, 13 through 17, authority was a revelation from God to Peter. The revelation of who Jesus is defines who we are. And what we can do and, and where we're going. The definition, what defines the revelation of who Jesus is, defines who we are. 
And we celebrated last Sunday Jesus coming out of the tomb. Victorious, he rose. He resurrected from the dead. And he rose and that hell, he took the keys of death, hell and the grave. And took captive and took authority over those things. So there was something powerful Sunday morning, wasn't it, when we're talking about it coming out of the tomb and he rising up and with celebration in that. The revelation of who Jesus is defines who we are. What we can do and where we can go and what, where we're going, it defines us. In Ephesians 1, 19 through 23, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand of, in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over the things to the church, which is his body. Say, say his body. His body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Jesus isn't just sitting in heaven waiting for us to arrive. He is seated at the right hand of God as the high priest of God who makes intercession for us. Jesus is the head of the church. We operate as his body. And Christ is the head. And since he's above everything, we are above everything by being in Christ. We are the body of Christ. He's the head over everything. And everything is under our feet. Romans 16 and 20 says, And God and the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. Through the name of Jesus, the word of God, the blood of Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, we operate in authority over everything. Colossians 2, 14 and 15 says, Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Jesus has freed us from the dominion of sin in our lives. Everything that the devil had on us, uh, Jesus erased it by his blood. He made a show of the devil nailing it all of our sins upon the cross. So we don't walk in defeat, but victory over sin, Satan, and all the powers of this world. Our purpose is not to fight for a victory. There are too many Christians trying to fight for a victory. Our Lord has already won the decisive battle at Calvary and so therefore we fight from his victory you don't have to give victory you just need to claim what Christ has done for you what he rightfully paid for us for the victory on the cross and so therefore the devil has to flee when we rebuke him in the name of Jesus Christ we fight from Jesus' victory, not for us trying to find our own victory, 
victory has already been won. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. That verb, be strong, it is used in this verse as a continuous command. It would be better translated, go on being strengthened and strengthened and strengthened and strengthened. John, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is within us than he that is in the world. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. He said, go therefore. We have greater power than all the demonic forces in this world. Do you feel like we've been surrounded lately? Have you felt like, man, who in the world is in charge of the shop? Yeah. You felt kind of squeezed in to a world of people trying to shape a world that's contrary to God and contrary to his word. I've never seen a more apostate culture than today. I, and I say apostate because we can't seem to decide what is male and female. So we go and make a mockery of what God has said in, in his creation. We can't seem to decide what is right and wrong. We think lying is permissible and it's okay to lie. We believe in a culture right now where that there's more darkness than what we can see the light. But I'm telling you, there's, there is going to be an explosion of light. It's going to come from the church of Jesus Christ. We're going to let our light shine like never before. We're going to believe in the authority. Do you believe in the authority God's given you? How many here decided and made up your mind you're not going to be the devil's pincushion anymore? You're not going to be Satan's punching bag anymore. Because God has given us authority. Jesus said, all authority has been given unto me of heaven and on earth. That means everything going on in heaven, everything going on in earth. He says, so go therefore, go therefore and preach the gospel. A Department of Water Resources representative stops at a Texas ranch and talks with an old rancher. He tells the rancher, I need to inspect your ranch for your water allocation. The old rancher says, okay, but don't go in that field over there. The water representative says, Mr., I have the authority of the federal government with me. See this card? This card means I'm allowed to go wherever I wish on any agricultural land. No questions asked or answered. Have I made myself clear? Do you understand? The old rancher nods politely and Goes about his chores and what he's doing. Later, the old rancher hears loud screams and sees the water rep running for his life. And close behind him was the rancher's bull. And the bull is gaining on every step. And the rep is just totally, utterly terrified. And so the old rancher immediately throws down his tools, runs to the fence, and yells at the top of his lungs, your card! Show him your card! 
God's people are not security guards. Security guards have no power and no authority. All they can do is tell on you. You are not a security guard. You are more than conquerors through him that loved you. You are suited up. You have panoplied with armor and uh, weaponry that you become more than a conqueror in Jesus Christ. You're not a security guard. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds. You're not, uh, you're not been, you haven't been commissioned to tell on anybody. You've been commissioned to walk in those places, those dark places, and say in the name of Jesus Christ, uh, the name that is above every name, uh, that in the name of Jesus you're healed. In the name of Jesus you're set free. In the name of Jesus I break the chains of addiction. In the name of Jesus Christ, uh, depression has to leave. In the name of Jesus Christ. And you have authority. This ain't, this ain't a churchy thing, honey. It's a kingdom promise and principle. And the devil has so many people deceived. So deceived. If God's people rose up like God's people, if they would rise up in the authority that's been given to them, you talk about a change in our culture, in our society, and in our world. But no, God's people, we keep looking for ways that we can live a life that we can live on the edge and not go deep with God. We search and see how far can I go and still call myself a Christian. But you let a people who are so sold out to Jesus the people of that mountain in Galilee that went to go hear him, not the doubters, but the ones who believed. And I believe immediately when he said go, they went. They tarried in the city of Jerusalem until they be endued with power from on high. They were commissioned by the Lord to go and make a difference. Uh, I'm sick and tired of, of people telling me this is how it's going to be. I want to declare to the world this is what he has said. And this is what, how it is going to be. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Isaiah 54, 17. Jesus in Luke 10, verse 17 through 20. Then the 70 returned with joy. This is earlier in the ministry, in his ministry. He sent out the 70. He gave them a trial run by giving them power to go out in his name. Verse 17 of Luke 10 says, Then the 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. It wasn't that he really had a big flash, but that's how fast he fell. Lightning falls from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions. There are theologians who believe serpents and scorpions are false teachers and false prophets. And we got them out there. We've got some false teachers, 
famous false teachers, famous people who are saying things, denying God and the truth of the gospel. There are whole movements of people who've decided that this book does not matter anymore and have decided since this is a culture and time and a season of renaming everything, they've decided they're going to rebrand what sin is and rename what sin is and think that what sin, if they rename it, it is no longer a sin. But what the Word of God says is true. And we're all going to stand before Him in His great authority and the books will be opened and I believe this is one of them that's going to be opened. And the Lord has given us the truth. We've got to make a, up our mind and, and be decided that we're going to walk in the authority of Jesus Christ, draw the line when we need to draw the line. Jesus gave the seven a trial run. Let me go and back up some of what he says. I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. That means everybody on earth, the power. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. I don't think that is really the fact don't rejoice that demons are subject unto you in this authority, these spirits. Don't rejoice about that. I don't believe Jesus was saying, you just be happy that you finally make it into heaven. That's the way some people are living. If I can just make it into heaven. If I can just crawl my way in. I'll make my way in. If I could just get past the old pearly gate. Everything's going to be all right. No, I'll tell you what Jesus is saying. He's saying here, he's saying, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and on scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, don't rejoice in this. Oh, guys, this is something even greater. He said, but rejoice that you have citizenship in heaven and the authority being an ambassador for Christ. All of heaven marches with you and the power and resources of the Lord. Rejoice that you're counted to be in that number so that I can use you in a great way. Hallelujah. They rejoiced that the devil was subject to them through the name of Jesus. Mark 16, 17, 18. Hey, if anything, you're going to get Bible tonight. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up certain serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will be, uh, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Over all the power of the enemy, he says. That's mankind in general. When he says figuratively and literally the principalities and powers and all the devil's emissaries who for their craft and cunning and for their and for their poisonousness and hurtful nature and influence may be compared to serpents and scorpions. But he's given us power over this. Power over this in his name. In his name. Praise God. 
We can bind up the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, as the head seated with all authority, binds what we bind and looses what we loose. Because there's an agreement with heaven and earth. Because we are ambassadors for Christ. We are Christians with authority. So if the devil's coming, he's come knocking at your door and messing with you. You can play with him or you can tell him to buzz off. And Christians need to decide that ain't going to be acceptable in my house. That's not going to be in my house. Oh, oh, I know what your teacher said at school. But this is what the good teacher has told us. This is the principles we live by. I'm telling you, we are at a time and age where there, there's such a heathenistic mindset in this world. You know what? I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm a Christian, and I have always lived in my Christian life, always, always have been against racism. I have never, I, I, I've never been racist. I can say I never will be racist. But I've always stood against racism because racism is a sin. But we're making a mockery of a serious condition. We're overusing a word where eventually the world won't take it serious anymore. And it won't be a serious offense anymore because we tag it on everything. And it's the work of the devil doing that. I tell you what, Jesus Christ is the answer. His name be lifted up. Moms and dads, you're going to have to take a stand for your children, for your home. You have to be like Joshua says that as for me and my house we're going to serve the Lord but you are not on your own no 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 all of heaven is on your side and the authority Christ has given you has given you an authority to stand against those things and the lies and the deceit of the world It might take some parents going home and busting up some things at home. Bust it up. Bust it up. You know, there, are, there have been pastors who have done that, come in churches and bust things up, needed to. I followed a pastor once that did that and went and pastored church. And everybody loved me because I'm just a lovable sort of guy. But he come in and busted up something. Everybody, people got mad at him and all this stuff. And you look at him and think, well, he's not much of a leader. Well, he did exactly what his gift was. He just went in and bust up things. Bust it up. Get rid of the stuff that don't belong, those things that, that promote lust of the eye. Bust up those things and make your child mad. That's okay. Because if you have counteracted that with the love of Jesus Christ, and if you're living an example before them, then they will respect you, they will love you, and you keep reaching out to them, and you will deliver them out of something that the world is wanting to draw them into. Amen. Pastor Mike alluded to the fact that of my experience. And I have had a little bit of experience. 
and I won't pull out the age card, but I want you to know we better open our eye and be aware. Don't be afraid. Be aware. Be that soldier with your sword drawn and ready at any moment in time. Watching for the holes, the holes that are in the fence and making sure no enemy comes in. Don't let them in. Don't let them in. Don't let them in. The Lord's given you authority over the, the powers of darkness. He's given you authority. Take that authority in Jesus' name. Take it in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. You say, well, my family might get offended. Well, Jesus said that there would be offense. He even came and brought offense. I mean, that's what he did. You know, he came. He said, I come to bring a sword when I'm coming. He said, I'm going to cut some things down. It's going to, you know, it's going to mess things up. But that you've decided that the word of God is true and let Jesus shine through you. Let the authority. Because I will tell you, the youth of today, they need to see spiritual giants rise up. Spiritual giants in their world and in their life they personally live with to rise up dads rise up and be a spiritual giant in your home be the priest that god's called you to be moms be that praying mom and sharing the word of god let there be devotions in the house let there be the word be opened up if the bible's only open now we got in the place the bible's not even opened up in churches anymore it's usually put on the screen or on a device but if the word of god is not being opened up then start opening it up Start, start now. No better time than now. Just start it up. Just do it. Just start devotion. Saying, kids, we're, every night we're going to go to God in prayer. We're going to go to Scripture. We're going to believe God. We're going to believe that the Lord's going to touch us and help us. And your children will grow up knowing that you're depending on the Lord and that they can depend on God. But all authorities given unto me on heaven, in heaven and on earth. And we have that authority. And the devil is very afraid when God's people get a hold of this, this truth of revelation. Because he'd rather push us around. But when he can't push us around anymore, then he's defeated. How many here believe God's made you more than conquerors? How many here believe God's given you authority? You can walk in that authority, that power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Walk in that authority. Now let me tell you, authority has nothing to do with feeling. Authority is where you've been placed. It's what's been given to you. It's not a feeling. Sometimes we always equate the power of God with the tingle of God. But you have that authority whether or not you feel that tingle. The Bible declares that you've been anointed, you've been appointed, and you've been set forth. So walk in that authority no matter what, no matter what, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Can we join in tonight and begin to pray for the body of Christ? Can we pray for the body of Christ tonight here at Rodney Pike Church of God that, 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 that the people in this church will get so impassioned, so impassioned with him, on fire for him, and, and receive this revelation that they have authority over the enemy. They have authority over everything. Can we just, can we pray for the body of Christ? 
can we just pray for this church? This church needs it. It needs it. Our church needs people of God. There are people facing trials in this church. But I want you to know we want to go past the trials and step into new places and new areas and conquer new lands in the name of Jesus Christ. The Lord uses it. He can send us out. Send us out. You get comfortable and pray right now. It's in your seat. You want to kneel down? Go ahead, do it. You want to come up front? Let's go do it. Get in your posture. Get in your posture. Now, Father, you have blessed us with your Son. You've given us eternal life and you've given us power through his name and authority. Now, Lord, we want to stand in the gap for people. We want to go in places where people feel like they're defeated, that they'll realize they're not defeated. But by the name of Jesus Christ, we conquer everything. In Jesus' name. We lift up those in this house that deal with depression in Jesus' name. You foul spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. You have no place nor home in the heart of the child of God. We lift up the people of this house. Those who are deceived and those who are, who are asleep. Lord, wake us up. Wake us up. Wake us up, Lord. Lord, we just now, we seize the authority. We receive the authority that you've given us right now, God. We receive it. And we believe in your name that everything must bow to the name of Jesus. Everything. Touch your people, God. Touch the families in this house. Touch the moms and dads and their children, Lord. Help them, Lord, in this modern age we live in, God, that they'll find the relevancy of you and the answer through your word and your power. Satan, you can't have the future Rodney Pike Church of God. You can't have the present position of God's people in this house. You can't have the houses and the homes that are part of this church. In the name of Jesus Christ, you're defeated. Even now, Lord, I pray that there are people in this church right now, no matter where they're at right now, they start sensing your presence and wondering why. Get our attention, God, so that we can be used by you, Lord. We can glorify you, Lord. Allow there to be souls to be saved in the ministry of this church. We want souls, God. The only way there'll be souls is if we'll go out and get them. We go out and get them. We go out and, as you commissioned your disciples to go out, we go out in power under your authority. Under your word, Lord, just move among your people, God. Help us, Lord, to get focused on you more than ever before, now more than ever before. Let there be a generation rise up in this house.
Rise up and lead and rise up and preach. Rise up and teach and rise up and lead. Rise up and work in the name of Jesus Christ. If you want 